Welcome to the Poltergeist and Pixie Dust podcast, where a logical thinker and a whimsical dreamer help you survive scary movies without losing sleep. the logical one and i'm kelly the whimsical one and today we're watching the 1982 film poltergeist a family's home is haunted by a host of demonic ghosts i mean yeah that's that's that's, it. that's what happens <laughs> yeah and you know it's right that we watch poltergeist based on the fact that this is Poltergeist, Poltergeist and, and Pixie Dust. Dust. <laughs> <laughs> if we didn't watch this one, it, it would be awful. So, um, and I've never seen it. This was my first watch. Yeah, this was definitely my first watch, like straight through. Um, I remember seeing like scenes here and there growing up. Like my dad was always watching creepy ass movies when I was a kid, like Pet Cemetery and like Poltergeist and stuff like that. So I feel like. There were scenes I was familiar with, and obviously people are, people all know, you know, stay away from the light, Carol Ann, or go into the light. Yeah, no, I I didn't know that. No? (laughs) No, my family didn't grow up with, like, Pet Cemetery in the background and stuff. We we didn't we didn't do that. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, That's know. not a normal thing. No, the closest <laughs> we came was like Murder She Wrote playing in the background. <laughs> and so, That's right. Your family was big into like Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My family is very big on mysteries, murder mysteries, solving mm-hmm. mysteries, escape rooms. Um, for the most part, things are alive. And when mm-hmm. they die, mm-hmm. they just stay dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are the kinds of, of things that my family um, watches, reads, talks about. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we didn't we didn't have a lot of the undead, I would say, uh, hanging out in our family <laughs> discussions. That's fair. Yeah. So that was cool to finally sit down and watch it beginning to end. Was it what you expected it was going to be? No, me either. I, <laughs> so I did. I I did scream and jump in one one part. <laughs> there was a clown, and the clown. Oh yeah, that, did not, didn't did not like that I clown. I think there are parts where you didn't even watch with the clown. You pulled a me on that one. Yeah, no, thank you. I was brave. I watched it. I screamed, but I watched it. Clown grabs a kid. You're gonna scream, especially because yeah, the clown fair. is a fucking toy. <laughs> yeah, I did sorry, not I will. That. T- the clown is a toy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and so you don't necessarily expect a toy to come and try to strangle a child. So I think, you know, it catches you off guard. Plus, it's it's a creepy clown. You know? Yeah. But I agree. Not what I expected because it was like almost upbeat in parts of it. You know, in my opinion, it was it was like a. Okay, so it kicks off with like the all American feel. It's got you know <laughs> back in like the the eighty early eighties. It's you know it's set in eighty two or came out in eighty two. Right. right. Um, so it starts with that part where like the television signs off and it plays the <laughs> <laughs> the um, national anthem. Right. And so then it like goes the static. So for Gen Z, uh, <laughs> once upon a time, if you were up past like eleven p.m. 
and wanted to watch TV, uh, you were shit out of luck <laughs> because all the stations just stopped broadcasting and they just played this. You would just get this snowy, staticky screen mm-hmm. um, until they came back on for like the morning news. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the times that they did everything, but it, it ended with locking off with the national anthem every night and then it would go to, to static. And I'm not saying that we're old enough to remember this from personal experience. <laughs> just to saying, clarify. Just to put that, you know, remember 25. We're going with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it had that, you know, it, Steven Spielberg was one of the writers on this and, and it has his stamp mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of you have that feeling of almost like adventure and, and coming together on a team and working and and it's just uh, pieces of it have like a little bit of a Goonies feel with the family element and the friends yeah. and the neighborhood. Um, yeah. Very all American neighborhood yep. feel. Um, until you learn what's underneath the neighborhood. Yeah. There's a, a dark level. Like as the movie progresses, it's almost like parallel with the neighborhood because it starts off very nice and friendly and all American, every, every sunny and mm-hmm. everybody's happy and outside and everything. And then as the movie keeps going and things keep getting darker and darker, you realize that buried underneath these houses and the street and this all-American, wonderful new neighborhood is a cemetery that was never fully moved. They just moved the headstones and left the bodies. And that's what's coming back to haunt everybody. Right. Um, And the developer's like, but don't worry. It's not like it was an ancient Indian burial ground or anything. Just, just a regular person burial ground. No right. big deal. I'm not. I uh, yeah, not not really. Okay. And he's ready to like do this again on another one. But he says we're going to move this cemetery just like we did the other one. And <laughs> and coach. Yes. Uh, Something said, T Nelson. Yep. <laughs> he's like, uh, I'm sorry. The what now? <laughs> Craig T Nelson. Craig T Nelson. Yes, because he's like, oh had no idea he has sold 42 percent of these homes yeah, to people yeah. and he had no idea he's selling homes to people and living in one of the homes mm-hmm. above a cemetery um, right. or what he thinks now used to be a cemetery and then later finds out it still has bodies there because they're coming back to haunt his his family right um i had questions in this one uh-huh <laughs> Why are they the only family getting haunted? Yeah. I didn't understand why they were targeting their family in their house if the cemetery was under the development. Right. And is it that the the spirits that are buried in the cemetery are haunting them or this beast? Yeah. Like the, the mega ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> They're also digging in the backyard to put a pool in there. So I wonder, did Maybe they just piss them it. off that day? Yeah. Um. That's fair. That's that was one theory of mine. Is like, did they just bring the trucks and dig in, and and so that unleashed everything? Mm-hmm. Um, no, didn't it start the night before? Because she was already talking to the static and stuff before they started digging in, and then she said they're here, and that, and then the next day I think they started digging. I have to check again, but um, but she was hearing voices before all before, of this. and I maybe the digging just. Sped it up. Kicked it up. <laughs> Kicked it up to an 11. And I'm wondering, too, is the fact that she's this five-year-old girl, is she just more receptive to Yeah, more things? in tune. Yeah. Um, 
So my, my first note that I wrote down is uh, this dog better live. Oh, my God. My first note is puppy poo baby. <laughs> so you can see the difference between the two of us. Me, I'm thinking save the dog. Don't the dog die. Make sure the dog lives. That's basically what I said. No, Kelly has given the dog a nickname. <laughs> not save the dog. Not had any. <laughs> that was the subtext. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, actually, dog better live and creepy blonde girl in bed. Oh my god, the TV. Yeah. So that's that's where I went. I, I clearly had more value for the dog than I did the children in this. What about the the bird? What about Tweety Bird? Yeah. So I'm not sure what the hell happened here. So she had a a bird, and the bird dies, and it's in the cage. We don't see the bird die or anything. It's just already it's just dead. dead. The mom finds it, and her big idea is she's going to flush the bird. Right. I've heard of flushing a fish before, sure. like a goldfish. Yep, all drains lead to the ocean. And this is a, a bird. Yeah. I have never heard of flushing a bird I don't before. think that's a thing. I'm pretty sure. I mean, that's going to back up. That's not yeah. good. That, um, that septic sensor cannot handle that. No, but then they did this really, you know, she did a nice burial and they added all these, these really like nice mementos into the box with the dead bird. And, and so, you know, I kind of feel like that was, that's a good burial type thing. So maybe did they have respect for the daughter because of the things that she was doing? I, I, I'm reaching. I'm yeah, it feels reaching. like a stretch. <laughs> I'm trying like to stretch. figure out why were they only attacking this family and... You know, the pool didn't work out with the timing. The daughter's a stretch. Is it the dad who sold 42% of these? Are they just pissed off at him for selling these? Or I don't know why why they didn't go after, like, the asshole neighbors. And why are they targeting this family? Um, I did like the nod to Star Wars throughout it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was cute because it's... Very timely for 1982. It is. But then you have the George Lucas and yeah. Steven Spielberg crossover concept. And yeah. I like that little nod between the two of them. Um, so the boys' room, their section of the room, is all decorated in Star Wars um, bedding. He's got a Toyota. He's got a um, Darth Vader, I think, mask or head behind his yeah, bed. Yeah, he has that uh, oh. Chewbacca jacket that he yes, throws over the cloud. because he throws it on the cloud. That's cute. So everything he's got is is Star Wars theme. I really thought that was cute. Um, yeah, at the beginning, it seems like the TV is possessed because it keeps changing channels between a football game and Mr. Rogers, but it's just actually the neighbors being assholes. Yeah. Um, and for whatever reason, the remote can control. Oh my god! But the remote controls actually click. <laughs> click, 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 yeah, click, click. They start click, having click. a battle of the remote controls, but it is 1982. That's why they were called clickers. Oh. <laughs> um, they used a lot of things in here. They had a lot of mirror pieces mm. that kind of creeped me out. Mirrors are mirrors and I don't get along still. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have reflections in windows. They've got mirrors in the bathrooms that they use. The guy's face peels off and oh. then he's fine again. Okay. <laughs> Wait, that was horrendous. Yeah. That like like almost made me gag. I don't like stuff like that. Like, even mm-hmm. though the effects are so 1982 and you can see obviously that it's not his face. Right. It's still like why was it so chunky? Yes. He, he does he like tears apart his skin, his face, his flesh. Down to the bone. Ugh. But then he looks back in the mirror and he's fully intact. 
It was just a complete like. Okay, so question: Why does he stay after that? Not for long. Still, yeah, I know. I would have been. That's out the before door. he got bit. I think it's after he spit, which is worse. Okay. <laughs> Like, Either way, he gets a this, giant bite on the side of him, and then his face melts off or peels off. Yeah, this guy stuck around way too long. Yeah, I would say if either one of those happens to you, you're yeah, you gotta no, be I'm out, out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't think I would do um, their job. And how did the dad find them? Like he didn't go to the police or anything. He shows up at their office, and they're like paranormal investigators. Right. He found the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's run by this woman who has a flask with her who's just oh she's a psychologist and then sally jesse raphael glasses <laughs> <laughs> they are half the size of her face oh it was very cute oh uh, i wish they used a sleepwalking thing more yeah they set it up as she's a sleepwalker the daughter and mm-hmm. the mom points out that she was a sleepwalker yep, as a kid she was, and like woke up in the backseat of some man's car yeah, and they wanted to make sure that that was unnecessary to even include yeah. that story. Why? <laughs> How did that move the plot forward at all? No, and I, I think if they had used the sleepwalking piece, that would have been interesting to me because you don't really see that too much. Um, and they were claiming that she was sleepwalking, coming down and talking to the television and everything. And then she's like, oh, they're here. And it's... The TV people is what she calls them. Yeah. Um, But the mom, I feel like. So the mom believes her. That I loved that. Yes. But I feel like she didn't take it seriously. I felt I wrote down mom's very excited and that's a weird reaction. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Like like she treated it like it was a. like a carnival attraction. Right. It was a game to her. Yeah. So I love, I put down, you know, mom believes her with like exclamation points, a smile. I was, I was excited. And then I had dad believes too. Cause it's not always both parents in a film would believe right, the right. child, but both parents are fully, you know, believing this and seeing it and on board. The nice thing here, not nice, I guess, but yeah. there's physical evidence too. Well, yeah, they were watching a chair move from right. point A to point B. Irrefutable. But then they put a helmet on their kid and made the kid go. <laughs> like what? This is full 1982 parenting, though. It, I mean, <laughs> like, I remember riding in the trunk of a station wagon a lot. I, okay, we sure. No seat or seatbelt. I mean, yeah, but you were like enclosed. You were safe. No, those aren't the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> being enclosed and being safe. <laughs> safe would be, you know, a seat, a seatbelt, the right number of people in a car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um not driving a station wagon. So just little things. Um, all right. All right. So, yeah, this is full on 1982 parenting of here. Something weird is happening. It's dragging furniture across. Let's watch it drag our five year old. Right. Um, yeah. And like even after. This thing happens with the TV and they can obviously see that the people, the TV people live in the TV. Why are we still falling asleep with TVs on in the house? <laughs> I would take every fucking TV out of my house. Read a book, guys. Yeah. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Unplug. Unplug everything. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't understand. I agree with you. But I did put down, you know, the dad was taking precautions and I thought it was smart. Um, because I forget exactly why I wrote that down. <laughs> what precautions? That's what I'm first not remembering. 
I had dad believes mom's excited, weird reaction, dad taking precautions. It's smart. And then I wrote down, it's not a scary entity. And the next thing I wrote down was lies. <laughs> it's a very scary entity. <laughs> lies. Tree stole sun. <laughs> oh, yeah. I put, I put, uh, wait, what did I call it? This whomping willow motherfucker just abducted their son. <laughs> yeah, but it was right in that order. It is not a scary entity, like underlined. Lies underlined four times. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of like a bait and switch because they were like, oh, look, it's playing with them. It's, to me, it was like somebody did the first half of the movie and somebody else took over partway through. Yeah, yeah. It was a very family, fun, friendly kind of thing. And then it turned into, you know, what the f- what the hell? Right. Uh, closet had the bright light. The toys are all moving. It's like sucking everything. Everything. In. I've never seen a kid's room that clean before. No, but here's the part that I don't like. Okay. They all went to go save the sun. The sun gets grabbed by the tree and it became yeah. a two-person job to go right. get him down. Right. And they left the five-year-old the five in the same room. That the son just got abducted by the tree from. Right. Well, she'll probably be fine because the tree is outside. Clearly not fine. No. This did not work out well. Not at all. Um, So the daughter gets... Yeah, so I said, they all left the daughter, those fuckers. Uh, (laughs) The daughter gets sucked into the closet. They saved the son, but it did not need to be a group effort. No. Um, And now the daughter is in the TV. Like Willy Wonka, but without the visual. Or the... (laughs) Or the chocolate. <laughs> but Mike TV ends up being yeah. so happy. This girl's not happy. No. Uh, she can't see anybody. They can't see her. They can only hear her sometimes. Yeah. And she is almost always in distress. Right. Um, well, not at first, though. At first, it's always like, hi, mommy. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm here. Hi, daddy. And then it's like, help. <laughs> that escalated quickly. I it don't. <laughs> did. There was a lot of screaming. Mommy, somebody's coming. Help me. I wrote down. That's awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mommy, where are you? Um, <laughs> I put down, are these Ghostbusters? Um, right. The ones who came to help. <laughs> and then there's like that whole scene, like at night after they like, here they they mic up the TV. They hear Carol Ann. We've established she's alive somewhere in mm-hmm. the realm of this home. Um, and then they have this like slumber party. Mm-hmm. And there's this extended scene where everybody is awake, but everybody's whispering. Yeah. What? Got to set the tone. Why? <laughs> what if Carol Ann's trying to sleep? <laughs> you don't want to wake up the TV monsters. Oh my god. Um, very annoying. Yeah. I did like that. They defined poltergeist in it though. So yeah. where they explained that a poltergeist attaches to people and a haunting attaches to a place. Right. And they were trying to explain to the family, like, Oh, we think you have a poltergeist here. Let's hope it's not a haunting. I'm like, well, okay. So which is it? Cause now by the time I finished the movie, I'm pretty sure it's both. Uh, yeah, that's but what I'm saying. There's a poltergeist coming through the television that's trying to attack them, and it's a bad guy, the beast, whatever. That, to me, is a poltergeist. Mm. But on top of the cemetery and all these, you know, bodies coming out of the grave and the pool and the jumping out of coffins that are coming out of the ground and everything, almost feels unrelated to the poltergeist. Like, that almost mm. feels like a haunting to me. That's right. a location-based thing. Yeah, so I think she's yeah. she drinks though. 
Oh, yeah. So she may just be confused. Unreliable narrators. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I had you're also written down dogs are brilliant because the dog kept pointing at, okay, guys, pay attention over here. Haunting's here. And yeah. then being like, I don't want to be here and I'm mm-hmm. going to leave now. Yeah. So I'm like, follow the dog. Right. If the dog's going somewhere, leave. Leave with the dog. Wait, how about when a... Robbie and the dog just call themselves a cab and all that. Wait, where is he going? And the mom looks so upset. And she's like, Robbie, call me. What? Yeah. What? Like where is he going? Put him on a cab to New York City. It was like, good luck. How old is this child? Not much older than the five-year-old. And the dog hops in the cab with him. And yeah. they're like, bye. Right. No idea where you're off to. There was no phone call made. There was no explanation. It was just... He's leaving. Right. He comes back later. He's there later at the end yeah. of the movie. Yep. But gone. They're like, we're going to get him out. And they did set it up nicely because I always want to say, leave. Leave the house. Get out of the house. But here they think the daughter is somehow stuck in the television right. in that house. And because it's 1982, the television's like a piece of furniture. Yeah. So it's not, you know, you can't just stream it. Um <laughs> So I, I get it. They they did set it up nicely for why the whole family can't just abandon ship and leave. The older daughter immediately abandoned ship whenever she yeah. can. She's like, that's it. I'm, I'm out. I'll be at Janice's house or mm-hmm. whatever the president right. is. Friends, yeah. She comes home at the end. She's got a hickey. Like she's she's really just out there doing her own yeah, thing. Yeah, she's living her life. Yeah. Uh, I do like where the Ghostbuster explains that she's absolutely terrified. I right. like that. That like humanized her yeah. a little bit. She was like, I'm just a psychologist. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here, lady? <laughs> but she she way over shit. And I understand that the drinking might be a factor in this one. <laughs> but she way overshares about dead people when talking to the son. Yeah. That was, it was, oh my God. I had a line. Um, and <laughs> this is bad, but in looking at the sun, um, braces are not a bad oh thing. Oh my God. This Poor child. It just, they do like the silhouette of him against a static TV <laughs> it's and it's teeth. just hard not to focus on the teeth. <laughs> so I had jotted down about the guy and this is before the face tearing off thing. Um, I put down meat eater with a question mark because there was like. <gasps> with the steak? The steak coming across. And then the maggots come out of it? Yes. What, what was, was that and the haunting or the poltergeist? I don't, I don't know. And he's like, he's eating like a chicken wing or something he found. He does not live here. He didn't bring food. Yeah. He's like eating a chicken wing. He There's a, a large steak just hanging out on the counter, not even on a plate. And it starts moving and then maggots come out of it and it de- like deconstruct. And then I think is when he goes into the bathroom yeah. and looks in the mirror and then his own face does the same right. thing. Um, yeah. I Again, not a fan of mirrors. This didn't help. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point I did jot down that I like the poltergeist better than the Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's fair. They were just a little fumbling. Yeah. Um, yep. I agree. And, uh, yeah. Where did they send the son and dog? Definitely came up. Yep. Um, my big note here is this is why we don't disturb cemetery. <laughs> uh, and I had Caroline is only five. Mm-hmm. Why does she need to be responsible for helping other people to cross over? Oh, my God. So my thought <laughs> here when they were like, tell her to go into the light, but she's not really going to go into the light. And then they 
flip the script and they're like, don't, whatever you do, don't go. These are very confusing instructions for a five-year-old. For a 30, whatever we are deciding for our ages. Um, for adults. <laughs> it like, is, I, I jotted that down too. So many different instructions with the lights. And this is funny because, so, you know, we mentioned that I've never, We've never sat down and watched this movie beginning to end before. Mm -hmm. But I always knew this quote, don't go into the light, Carolyn, or go into the light, Carolyn. And I never knew which one it is. Mm -hmm. And now I know it's because it's both. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. And I had never heard that, but I do know the quote there here. Yeah. In that little sing song voice. That one. And I don't like the creepy voices. Mm. Um, Yeah. So they they checked a couple of of the boxes on this one. You've got clowns for you. Yep. Creepy voices and mirrors on my side. Mm -hmm. Um, The face tearing off. I think that checks one of yours. (laughs) So gross. Uh, So I do. Yeah. And then they call in um, the expert. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Who is... Um, the little old lady from Teen Witch. <laughs> I don't. She know. was in Sixteen Candles. She was in a bunch of like random eighties movies. She's four foot three. Yeah, she's adorable, and she's got this high voice, and she's very recognizable. Yeah. Um, her first name. What did we see? Zelda. Zelda. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, they bring her in, but with no backstory or explanation of where they found her. Right. She just suddenly appears and right. they walk her in. It's like, okay, she knows everything. She's got experience here. No idea where they found this woman, Mm-mm. what her credentials are, anything about right. her. But she's cleansed many houses before. That's what the psychologist tells <laughs> the couple that lives there. True. But um, being how this movie ends, I feel like uh, she failed. They should get their money back. Yes. At the very least. <laughs> and this with her there is where you find out about this, the beast. Right. So she's saying, you know, there's entities in this light and some of them want help crossing over and and some of them, you know, or whatever the case may be. But but pretty much they're they're unfinished business kind of thing or, or people who have passed over but didn't completely pass to where they need to be going. Mm-hmm. So she needs to help them to do this. It's a big ask for a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on t- lift. <laughs> but then on top of that, you have this new expert come in and she starts saying, well, there's also this bad guy in there called the beast, this creature who is, you know, after your daughter and she, it's a danger. And and then they're like, oh, it's, it's just like Ghostbusters. Clear your mind from whatever scares you because it can read those things. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, the marshmallow man. Um, <laughs> And so, and then they start going back and forth again on the light thing, you know, go towards the light. Don't go towards the light. The light's dangerous. Don't tell you them you're in the light. Yeah. And yeah. the mother has Come to, to mommy. lie. Mommy's in the light. <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's like, don't even look at the light. Yeah. And then she's, then they, oh, and they use the son's rope idea. I liked that. He's like, why don't I just go through and you tie a rope to me and we grab her and you pull us both back. Yeah. And here they end up with this big elaborate thing with this expert and they end up sending the mom in with the rope tied around her and she's getting so yeah like look at this the, because they found that there's this portal between the closet and the ceiling, ceiling. In the living room yeah that like watches dropped out of or something right, like that right um and if you toss the baseball into the closet it falls out of the ceiling in the living room covered in goop 
Yep. I didn't like the goop. No. Could have done without that. And then that, yeah, when when the mother does eventually come through with the daughter, they're covered in the goop. Yeah. But this little, the the woman who, the expert, we'll just call her the expert, as everything's happening, she suddenly changes her tone in the middle of everything. And she's welcoming all the children into the light. And she's saying to come through the light, all the children come through the light. What children? Yeah. What is she talking about? Right. And um, she suddenly just changed, like flipped the script right then. Yeah. And got really weird and, and a little creepy. And, and the, even the husband, the father is yelling like, that's not what you said. That's right. not what you told us to do. Right. And he tries to save the. Also, we wife. know now, like all these bodies buried in the cemetery are like they're they're full grown skeletons. Yep. They're not children. <laughs> Did not appear to be children. So who is this bitch talking to? I don't know. Mm. I had concerns. And mm-hmm. I also there is a poltergeist two and three, I think. Yep. So I'm wondering if she appears in those and maybe we get a little more of the story. I'm wondering if any of the. This, I think she does appear in those, but I, I'm wondering what else, you know, who else from the cast might pop mm. into those. Um, after all of this happens, though, they're ready. They're moving. Like the moving truck is there. They're all set. And yep. in my notes, I'm like, yes, you got your daughter back. Your family is intact. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to spend another minute in this house. Yep. And then they make the mistake of spending another fucking minute in the house. Right. Why? I've, I have... Let me go back for a minute because I have this note about, well, while they're packing the moving truck, the older daughter comes out and makes a comment about the mom's gray hair. Mm-hmm. Where did this gray hair come from? It's like when Moses saw God and came back down off the mountain. <laughs> it's all gray. Did that happen? What is the in the Ten Commandments? Sure. You watch that every year? Every year. I've never seen it. Every Really? You've never seen my cousin Vinny? All right. Yeah. Touche. Touche. Call it even. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. No, I I don't know. I think her priorities are a little skewed on that Uh one. uh But the gray hair also, I wrote down the newest, um, not the newest. They came out with a new one after that. The Ghostbusters with the female cast. Yeah. So newer, but they came out with, with one after that. Um, in that one, mm-hmm. there just to spoil every movie possible. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. But <laughs> there is a scene where a couple of the characters go through into like a portal into a other world kind of thing. Like one of them goes through another one, I think it saves her. And when they come back, they have like white and gray hair. And I don't know if it's, you know, where this comes from, that this is just what happens when you go into another worldly portal. <laughs> or if this was like a nod to... To this original, you know, to right, this right. film, or did this film get it from somewhere else? I right. don't know. But you know, is it all a nod to Moses? Could yeah, be? Moses. Ah, uh, what? <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. <laughs> creeper curl, creeper doll. That's what I wrote down. Well, yeah, because <laughs> to your point from earlier, like, yes, great, they're getting out of the house, but before we go, let's put our children to sleep mm-hmm. in the room. That abducted both of them. And while we're going to do that, I'm going to go take a bath. Yep. I'm going to dye my hair. I'm going to take a nice long jacuzzi, tuck my kids into this horror room, and let's just see what happens. Yeah. I know what was going to happen. Right. Mother of the year. (laughs) (laughs) So she leaves the kids unattended. The clown is still hanging out in the chair for a moment. 
Don't like that. The creeper girl is in the bed with her doll whose head is not attached. Uh-huh. And she just picks the head up off the pillow and like slides it down closer to the body. I'm like, maybe they got the right kid doing this. Because uh-huh. that was that was unsettling. Super creepy. Um yeah, the, the clown attacks the, the son. That's yeah, where my part I screamed. My notes on this part are just, oh, no, where's the clown? Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and I think while you were writing that, he attacks the son and yep. I screamed. Yep. Um, the mom's trying to get to the kids because they're screaming and now she's done with her bath and she's blow dried her hair. Yep. And now she decides like, oh, maybe I should check on the kids. Oh, wait, why are they screaming? The fuck? And she closed the door completely for them. The light was out. I mean, this should not be treated just like a normal night right. of going to bed in the haunted room. And honestly, I feel like Robbie should have known better. I feel like the daughter who just <laughs> came out of God knows where should have known better. I think they both should have just gone and napped in mom's bed. Yeah. While mom took a shower in the other right. room with the door cracked. Which honestly could have waited until they were at the hotel. Could have also waited till her husband was home. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why this had to happen when there was no other supervision. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel like that was not safe. Right. She, they do get out. She does save them again without the help of the neighbors. Oh, my God. These sucks. neighbors are worthless. <laughs> I wrote down, trust no one. Seriously. Seriously. Like, this is really. It, and they come yeah. over to help her out of the pool where all these zombie skeletons are popping up all over the place and they pull her out of the pool and she's like come help me save my kids and this guy's wife is like oh no no you're you're on your own <laughs> they came with an umbrella in the pool i mean we're calling it a pool it is a ditch in their backyard yeah, it's a ground. <laughs> and it's all mud because of course it's raining so there's it's half full of water at the end so she keeps sliding down and it's full of corpses jumping out and right. they did a pretty decent job with the skeletons i thought that was they did an interesting job with that i thought the uh the special effects were pretty decent there that's fair um, for 1982 you know that. it'd be very different now but i thought it was decent mm-hmm. um but yeah trust no one don't trust the neighbors who won't help you save your children uh and also who just keep switching a football game to mr rogers do not trust her. <laughs> it's funny because Laura doesn't trust Mr. Rogers. I don't. I'm going through my list of people not to trust right now. So we'll put him <laughs> on it. When we were kids, I remember I was a Mr. Rogers kid. You were not. It, it, yeah. No. <laughs> she, she did not want to be his neighbor. <laughs> I was okay. I have nothing against him personally, and I have gone back and and watched like inter- not the Mr. Rogers show, but like interviews he did and and congress like when he came and spoke mm-hmm. he had some powerful things i think his message is good he's a great you know but the show just kind of freaked me out a little bit <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah the neighbors are assholes the boss moved the headstones and not the bodies you don't trust him no um the expert lady who suddenly is like get the children towards the light can't trust her Mm-mm. um so yeah just how about the sister's trust uh, boyfriend who drops her off, sees all this going on, and peels out. Deuces. Yep. <laughs> and she's just yelling, what's happening? And she's got a big hickey on her neck. Right. And I'm like, where 
are your priorities. Right. Your house has been haunted. Your sister was gone for a few days. Your sister's missing, but yes. let me go make out with my boyfriend. You sent the, the, your brother was sent away with a dog in a yellow cab to God knows where. Right. And you're just like, I want nothing to do with any of no. this. She really just lifts right out of this story. Yeah. She did not add anything to the plot. No value at all. I think she really needed to be a character. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I wrote down here was do your research because the guy who sold 42% of the homes in the complex didn't know there was a cemetery under there prior to that. Mm-hmm. How do you not know that? How do you not look at a title and, and look at the the past deeds and the past information? It has the Exhibit A. It has the Schedule A. It gives you the yeah. land description. It'll tell you these things. And yeah, just how do you not... You can go back to all the previous deeds and, and see where it was purchased from. And and at some point, you're going to probably see a mention of a cemetery. Um, I wonder if he just blindly took his boss's word that, you know, this is perfectly good, undeveloped land. And this is what happens when you do that. Mm-hmm. You take somebody's word. You don't do any research. You just trust someone. Mm-hmm. You and your family get the shit haunted <laughs> out of you. <laughs> This is what happens. <laughs> right. Trust no one. Research everything yourself. Otherwise, you will be haunted and maybe die. And then you have to go towards the light or not towards the light. Right. And whatever they tell you to do. <laughs> but if you had just, you know, gone to the land, I would say Google now. But back in at 1982. Right, 1982 yep. Go to the library. <laughs> gone to the library. Gone to the land records. Yep. Talk to people who live in the town before the complex was built. Mm-hmm. Um, look at pictures of the property before then. Anything. Uh, I think probably would have helped you out a little bit. So that's, you know. Yep. Um, but they do finally make it out. They do. To the Holiday Inn, which allows golden retrievers. We like <laughs> We like that. <laughs> And they put the television outside. Adorable. I love that. That they, was adorable. They shut the door. They close the blinds. They're all set. Then the door whips open and the dad wheels out the TV and yeah. leaves it out there. We're all set with this. <laughs> so thank you. That's what they should have done at home. You know, that it would have helped a lot. The thing that's interesting here, there were no deaths in the film. True. Nobody died. The guy with the face peeled off turned out not to have his face peeled off. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the skeletons and everything. Well, they, they were I mean, already dead. Yeah, but they even came back to life in a yeah. way. So mm-hmm. there, it was like the reversal of death. Right. But no living character dies. Even the one who gets taken away, she comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, creepy as, as Right. Definitely whatever. needs therapy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but and it's only a PG rating. Which is weird. And they, I did hear that they changed the rating system based on a few movies in that time period. I think this was included in that. Yeah. Um, but it still holds the original rating, the PG rating. Mm-hmm. So considering it's the poltergeist, I was surprised when I saw that. Yeah. That one kind of caught my eye as unusual for a horror movie. Mm. So is Steven Spielberg in my eyes. Seeing his name on something is unusual for a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did like the Lucas Spielberg connection in there. I thought that was a nice little tribute to him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I my couple of takeaways there are, are, are do your research. Mm-hmm. Trust absolutely no one. Um, leave when, <laughs> as soon as possible. Um, Wait, let's give our rating because I think this is going to tie into that. 
Sure. I'll write them down. <laughs> what would you rate this for avoidability? Oof. Um, five being the most avoidable. Five. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a hard five on this one. Because I think, I think just doing a little bit of research, asking some questions, you, you know. Right. Just... I think know where you're going to be living. You're the developer, just not building on a cemetery. And this movie doesn't exist. Exactly. And he's selling this to all these other people. He should know what was here before. People ask, oh, it's a beautiful complex. What was here before that? How has nobody asked that question? Yeah. I asked that. Of course I asked that question. But Uh (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so it's, it's a definite five for me. Uh, um, okay, so we had avoidability, nightmare fuel. Oh yeah, nightmare fuel. Um, it's it's like a two for me. Yeah, I did well with this one. I I screamed with the clown. Right. I didn't love the clown. I think that that's what makes it a two. <laughs> yeah, the the clown is creepy. There's creepy pieces like the children in general, or you know, there's some creepy aspects there. A little bit of the creepy voices, mirrors. It had some of the pieces, but not, they didn't rely on those pieces in ways mm-hmm. that they could have. Right. Um, they didn't, but I also wonder yeah. if we were watching this in 1982, would it have been scarier? Probably. Yeah. Because I think that these, we don't have the comparison in 1982 um, to what the special effects would turn out to right. be. Would you recommend this to other horror fans? It's a five for me. Yeah? Yeah, I absolutely would. Not because I think it's scary, mm-hmm. but I think it's a classic. Yeah, so I put it at a four, but for the same reason. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I think it's one that I've had on my list for a long time, even as a maybe not genuine horror fanatic, um, but I love movies and I'm trying to get past my fears on the horror stuff. <laughs> um so I knew that I wanted to watch this movie at some yeah. point. Uh, it's in the title of our podcast. I mean, right. clearly it's it's something that jumps out and uh, and that you value. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would give it a five because I, I do think even if you're not scared of it, you get something out of it. I, I thought it was a good movie. I did. Yeah. I thought it was. I did too. I thought it was well done. So I would recommend it even just as a movie. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think for horror films or horror fanatics, you, you have to see it at some point um would you survive i'm gonna say i'm kelly and i would have survived poltergeist why (laughs) (laughs) i want to know why you think you would have survived this first of all (laughs) we've got you can't see this but we've got the finger coming up as the number one first of all because nobody died in this movie so everybody survived number two would they if you were in it yes what number two um i would have been watching playing with hanging out with the dog the whole time and this dog knew Something's not right in this house. What I'm hearing is you would have distracted the dog. Nope. And the dog would not have been able to warn people. Why do you want me to die in all these movies? I don't want you to die. I'm just saying. I feel like you do. (laughs) I'm just trying to be realistic about your chances. No. I would have said, yes, I survived because I would have done the research and not moved into the development. Nope. I can't do that. Nope. I have to leave all my televisions on at night still. (laughs) I have to live above a cemetery. At least you do have to live above the cemetery. I don't think I have to do that. And at least that first night where she sleepwalks, the TV's on all night. 
they could have done so much more with the sleepwalking. Why even introduce it if you're not going to yeah. use it? Sorry. Um, okay. So I'm Laura. I still think I would survive. I think I would have moved at some point. <laughs> yeah, I think you would have moved much earlier. I think I would have. Before bringing in the Ghostbuster crew. But here's the thing. I mean, but I understand. Your daughter stuck in the television. The television. That kid. <laughs> you have two other ones. <laughs> Barely. One I one sent in a cab. <laughs> one I put in a cab and sent away to nobody knows where. Said, hey, call me. Maybe. When you get there. <laughs> and you're just getting in a cab with some random man. That's, right. And their dog jumps in and that's that's it. Good luck. Stranger danger alert. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. Whew, even in 1982, I feel like that was dumb. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, okay, so I don't know if I'd really have two extra kids. You know, I think one's running away anyway off to her boyfriend. The other mm-hmm. one, I'm like, just go. We're going to worry about your sister now. You had your time. We got you out of the tree. Now it's her chance. <laughs> like, the parents are not good no. at multitasking. Right. They focus on one child at a time. Well, that's all they can handle. They <laughs> yeah, there is that too. But they focus on one saving one child at a time and it's a group effort and they both have to be there. Except for when the dad's like, I'm going to go to the office. And he's there until what time? It's pitch right. black when what he comes he, back. And he comes back empty handed. So, like, what was he doing at the office? And he he, he was like, I don't know. But he comes back and it takes him like <laughs> way too long to get in the house. A lot. Like, you should have parked and ran into the house. Yeah. And there's lights and sounds and everything. Right. And he just starts yelling. I'm like. Go in. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm Laura and I think I would survive this one. Um, I'm going to take Kelly's same thing. Nobody died. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much everybody would survive this one. Um, I can't even say it. We would survive this one. Yeah. So, uh, so because just for people who do watch this and feel like it was a bit much for them. Mm. Um, we will always offer a lighthearted version. You can watch before bed so you don't have nightmares about poltergeist sucking you into your closet. So uh, today's Disney movie is going to be Monsters, Inc. Because even though your closet might seem scary, it's really not. It's just Sully and Mike Wazowski. Yeah, what I'm still hearing, though, is there are monsters in the closet. But they're friendly. They don't know that. (laughs) But just give them a chance. Give the monsters in your closet a chance? Yeah. This is how different we are. They're cuddly. This is why we're different. Okay. You make friends with the monsters and the ghosts. I move. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, I'm Kelly. When I'm not doing this podcast, you can find me hosting the Had to Be There podcast. Um... You can connect with me online at had to be there 203 or on my website had to be there.net um, for all travel related stories and such. I'm Laura and uh, thank you also for joining us tonight. And when I am not doing this podcast with Callie, um, I am doing a little bit of traveling or Hanging out with my dog or reading books and watching non-horror movies. So, nice. um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Poltergeist and Pixie Dust or on Twitter at 
Holter Pixie Pod or visit our website to see which movies we're going to be talking about next. That's poltergeistandpixiedust.com. And if you would like to get in touch with us or if you have recommendations of movies that you want us to watch, uh, you can also email us at poltergeistandpixiedust at gmail.com. I feel like we're in uh, My Cousin Vinny. Or... You have not seen My Cousin Still, Vinny? I know. <laughs> we talk about this all the time. I'm so glad this is recording. Oh my God. How have you... Are we only doing horror movies or can we watch My Cousin Vinny for one of these? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to lie to you. It's a scary movie. Oh. It's very scary. It's a scary Joe Pesci movie. <laughs> very scary Joe Pesci movie. <laughs>